0: I want to welcome everyone to SALTcast. My name is Bob Turner, and I'm the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, otherwise known as SALT. And today we have a very special guest with us, Buddy Martin. And uh, Brother Martin serves as an elder with the University Church of Christ in San Marcos, Texas. And so very thankful that he's taken time to be with us. Thank you for, for being here and being a part of this. I look forward to our conversation today and Uh, Just excited to learn about what the congregation there has experienced, and uh, during this time of pandemic, it's been challenging for so many uh, across the country, congregations, leaderships, and so I'm really looking forward to to hearing what you have to say about things that are going on there with the university congregation, so welcome and thank you.
1: Thank you very much, Bob, for the opportunity. I, I consider it an honor to be here.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Uh, Let's just jump right in. If you would, tell us a little bit about the congregation, Uh, just some demographic information about the congregation, and and then maybe share with us how this pandemic has affected them and kind of the journey over the last year.
1: Okay. We have always been a very diverse congregation. We have maybe lost some of that diversity in recent years because shifting from a farming ranching uh, economy over to more of a manufacturing service providing congregation. Uh, we have a university in in town of fifty five thousand students. Um, we're we're a demographically mixed congregation. For several years, we did not have that middle portion of young couples and young children and everything, but that is quickly changing. Uh, so we're we're in transition. Um, for that, um, but we do have quite a few older members. We have individuals in the congregation that are in their 80s and 90s, and have been members of this congregation for almost 70 years. So we wow. have that that type of um, individual we can lean on for the the history of of the organization of the group. Um, just a quick background I preached for the congregation from 1990 to 1999 and went out and was working as a self-employed carpenter for seven years and then found a job believe it or not interestingly enough in a, a correctional facility mm. and uh, I worked there for a little over 13 years and ended up being the director of the facility the last four and a half years I was there. The congregation as a whole um, right now uh was was we were we were doing well before the pandemic we were in a growth period we were in a transition period uh, the elders decided that we wanted to spend more and more time in our public worship on Sunday morning and offer more time for bible study in our bible class area so we were when this pandemic started we had an in March, we had just got, transitioned to a one worship service in the morning with Bible class in the afternoon, extended both of them. And our worship periods now are an hour and 20, hour and an hour and a half. Our Bible classes are right at an hour long now. Um, so we were in that transition when all of a sudden we get noticed that, hey, you can't meet if you have X number of people. you know you can only have X number of people meet. And so about the first three or four weeks in March, we were meeting uh, in homes. We met right. in small groups in homes. Um, and then when the uh, powers that be and here in the state of Texas, the governor left it up to almost every individual county as to what they wanted to do. Now they made some recommendations. But uh, uh, our county recommended, you know, 25% to start with. Well, we, we still met in homes for a while. When they got to 50%, that's when we started, we opened up Sunday morning services. Didn't have Sunday night, didn't have Wednesday night, but uh, we opened up. And what we do now is uh, we, we, we require individuals to wear masks into the building until they sit down. And after that, they can take the masks off. After services are over with, we put the masks back on. those that are high risk or need to leave, we let them we let them exit early. Or, and then, if you want to stay around and meet, please wear your mask, please maintain social distancing, you know wash your hands, that sort of thing. and And we've been able to do that. And surprisingly, through this whole time, our contribution has not suffered. In fact, our contribution is over budget. Wow! And we are, as elders, we are extremely pleased with that. Of course, sure. Our, we membership is around two ninety or three hundred, and on Sunday morning we will, we have been as high as one hundred and eighty nine. Our normal is about one fifty five, one sixty, um, and we get two thirds of that back for uh, Sunday evening and. About half of that for Wednesday night. So we we think that right now we're doing about as well as can be expected in in our attendance and the people here and 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 we have a great group of uh, young men that are coming up and taking leadership and and they even stepped up and a couple of the young men have have stepped up and they they're handling our youth group and um, right now there's. We have five elders right now. Uh, we have we have Wayne is our um, a pulpit man. His dad is uh, our director at the Bible Chair, McCarty Student Center. And up until a month ago, we had an intern we had working with us. But the uh, local congregation thought he was just what they needed. So uh, he's, <laughs> he, he's off on his own now. So, um, but we, we have been able to maintain a lot of our activities. Um, we, of course, we haven't done any camps. We haven't done any campaigns. We, we typically take a, um, a break at uh, spring break mission trip, typically to Jamaica, um, right. you know, it, that's been canceled and uh, we host Focal Point every May and that was canceled. And, and you know, but we're... We think, for the most part, we've really been able to kind of hold it together.
0: So I know that, as with most congregations, you've had either people that have personally been infected by the virus or they've had family members uh, that have been infected by the virus. How have you as leaders dealt with that? How have you helped these families? What kind of things or steps have you taken to be actively involved in helping those families? Yeah. It's a
1: good question. Uh, I can I can say with almost a hundred percent surety that nobody in our congregation has contracted the virus from within the congregation. Right. It's all been brought in from outside. And um, <clears throat> what we've done is supported them in their uh, in their time of isolation. Uh, we have people that. We have some ladies that are assigned on a monthly basis to take food for shut-ins and people like that, and these people have been on the list. You know, um, Wayne picked up uh, the virus a couple of months ago at at another place. He he, he caught it elsewhere and and brought it in, and he was uh, quarantined for the 14 days. Um, There was that people would take food to their front door, ring the doorbell, and leave. Right. Uh, I mean, that, that sort of thing. And it's not just for our preacher. It's It's been for others as well within the congregation. But we've had very few that have had the virus from within our own congregation. As I said, it's all been brought in by um, uh, from the outside. Yeah. And one of the interesting things that we think has happened was back in January and February of 2020, there was mold discovered growing in a couple of places in the building, and it was in the ductwork of the air conditioning system. And we've got a 15,000 square foot building. We have 10 AC units, and it was found in most of those air conditioning units. Wow. We've done a mold remediation. We spent thousands of dollars installing new equipment in new air conditioning because our, our, our newest air conditioning unit was about eight years old. Most of them were 15, 16 years old. So all of it needed to be changed anyway. All of the ductwork has been gone through. We've either replaced it or sanitized it. We have secured industrial size air scrubbers with 99.9% takeout, everything, including the coronavirus. In our new air conditioning system we put in, we've put in UV lights in the ductwork. That kills ninety nine point ninety nine percent of anything, including the coronavirus. We've got one of the cleanest buildings in the in the area, I'm sure. Right. And we recently passed our final uh, uh, test for mold. Uh, our molds inside the building were less than the molds outside the building, and so we've got a very healthy in, environment inside the building, and. You know, we've got people that don't want to wear their mask. We've got older people that will come in early and leave early, and that's and that's fine, that's fine. But uh, and we we've we've lost a couple of families because they didn't even want to wear the mask into the building. Right. Uh, they made it, it. They drew the line. Okay, fine. You need to go somewhere where you're comfortable. Then, uh, but you know talking with them, visiting with them, studying with them. it You know, it's, to, to me, it's one of those things. Don't let your freedom in Christ become a, a burden. You know, don't, don't make it so lawful And well, those of us in the state of Texas, we're big on freedom anyway. <laughs> you know, it, it, it just, it just seems to be in our DNA
0: down here. Sure. But, so, has the congregation utilized uh, online tools like Facebook Live mm-hmm. and, and other tools like that? And if so, how has that been received in the congregation? Well, we, we tried, we tried uh, uh, Zoom early
1: on. And that didn't reach enough people. And yeah. part of the problem was there were individuals that were not familiar with the technology. And they weren't comfortable with the technology. So what we've done is we've utilized our YouTube channel and our Facebook channel. And we stream um, our Sunday morning service and we were streaming our Sunday evening uh, Bible classes, but that when we broke them up into various classes, well, we, we don't do that now right. um, because we <clears throat> we'd have like three or four different, we have three or four different classes going on. We're back to uh, some of our young people, our teenagers. We've got a young adult class, we've got the adult class uh, on Sunday evening now. <laughs> but streaming' has been extremely helpful. One of the things we as elders are concerned about, however, is that when we're able to go back to meeting as a group that it's going to be just so convenient, and we don't plan, we don't plan to discontinue, but we know we've got a challenge ahead of us to um, uh, that certain segment of the population that's going to want to continue doing it that way. So, so we'll just have to wait and see how that turns
0: out. We right. So because there is so much uh, change from day to day as far as uh, the effects of the virus and the restrictions that uh, the governors in each state or each county the the leaders who are making decisions as far as what can and cannot be done as those changes are happening and as they have happened over the last year how have the elders communicated with the congregation to keep them updated and informed what what means have you used and and how effective have those means been in keeping the congregation updated on the coronavirus
1: yeah. Um, we've tried to stay ahead of it. One of our elders um, specifically volunteered to keep up with all of the stuff that happens at the governmental level, both the state and the countywide. When there would be any type of mandate come down from either the governor or the county uh, county judge, um, he would immediately uh, let notify the other elders and then we would talk about what our strategy was going to be and how when to inform the congregation we have used uh, emails everybody is connected by email in the con we have a blanket email uh, that goes out those individuals we know that don't have it we they were contacted by telephone or word of mouth and direct communication um, I I have heard from individuals in the past that the elders don't keep us informed enough about what's going on. The only thing I have heard during this pandemic is you guys are doing a great job keeping us informed. So I take that as a big thumbs up and I'll take it. (laughs) Yes. We're, We're doing, we're, we're doing really what, you know, we need to be doing. And, um, that has really helped us in a lot of other ways as well. Um, we've, we've, you know, I hate to say it, but all, I've been a part of a congregation where they, all the elders did was sit around in office, talk about what needed to be done. And then, you know, hey, we were surprised when we weren't doing what they said we ought to be doing. <laughs> you know, we didn't get them. We didn't get the memo, so to speak. But uh, we're, we have tried. We've gone. We've been over backwards do everything right. we can to keep the congregation informed. In fact, when one elder or the or the preacher gets up and makes announcements, either at the beginning or end of our time together on Sunday morning, you and I both know that sometimes an, an issue won't get addressed, won't get published in the bulletin. Right. We publish a Monday morning. Uh, addendum to the bulletin, and it goes hmm. to the whole congregation, um, those that have email. And uh, they're just additions or things that, they, that uh, we need to be reminded of or things that didn't get mentioned, that sort of thing. Um, and, and that's happening every um, uh, every Monday morning. Well, our intern was responsible for that.
0: You know? uh.
1: First of January, he started to work with the other congregation, and now that falls to our pulpit preacher, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an extra duty there. But um, yeah, it, it's working out very, very well.
0: Good. Well, I appreciate the information, and uh, I know that the things that are being done have been super helpful to the congregation, and I know that it's going to be extremely helpful for those who listen uh, to these podcasts, congregations that are trying to figure out what what can they do. and. And how can they improve what they're doing to help their congregations? But uh, you touched on some things I'm looking forward to us digging more deeply into as we get into our next session. Uh, But I want to thank you for the time today. And uh, I want to thank all of our listeners for taking time to to listen to uh, these uh, salt casts. And I hope that you'll continue as we visit with Brother Martin more uh, in our next session as we continue to talk about the impact that this virus has had with the congregation there and the steps that the elders are taking as they move through this and into the year ahead. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you'll join us again next time. God bless.